looking at the names of God. And uh, God's names, what's really cool about them is they reveal something about the essence of God's character. And we've looked at Elohim and Jehovah, the ones that form the foundation for so many compound names. But uh, today we're going to look at a very simple name. It's the name Adonai. It ties in with the Heidelberg Catechism that we recited today. Uh, Adonai simply means Lord or Master. It occurs about 300 times in the Old Testament. And um, when it is used of humans, it is always in the singular, well, almost always in the singular, Adon. But the remarkable thing about when it is used of God is it is always used in the plural, Adonai. And so it shows a unity in the Godhead, but there is some plurality. Much like the, the name Elohim uh, showed that God is one God, and yet he is three persons. You remember that we quoted from Genesis 1, and Elohim said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. So there's one God, and this one God exists in three persons. Well, it's very similar with the name Adonai. A uh, number of examples of this, I'll just give you one. Uh, the Lord said to my Lord, to my Adonai, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. And you recognize that's the Father speaking to uh, the Son. And so there was a plurality in this one master. Remember that Paul said that there is not three lords, there is one Lord, right? One God, one Lord, and yet within this one Lord there is plurality. It's uh, a mystery, and yet it is so clearly revealed in the, in the Bible. And the interesting thing about Adonai is that this name is almost always has a possessive pronoun connected to it. So it's not just Lord in a general sense. It is my Lord. It is, he is our Lord. We belong to him. He belongs to us. There is a possessiveness, an ownership uh, that is uh, implied there. Now here is the important point again. If God's names reveal his nature, his essence, then that means that lordship is not an option. God is the Lord over everything that he makes. You know, a lot of people have this theory that you can optionally accept God as Lord. No, lordship is not an option. We are not our own. We were bought with a, a price. And so if we're covenanting this morning with the master, uh, we owe him our lives. We owe him our obedience. We owe him our respect. And if we're cutting covenant with Adonai, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, not three Adonais, but one, uh, then we're pledging him total and unconditional submission to be his for eternity. So if he is the master, we are the slaves. Now here is an encouraging note that I want to leave with you with regard to what it means for us to be slaves. A lot of people think that that is actually a demeaning term, but the status of a, state, a slave was so much superior, so much higher than the status of a hired servant. People don't think of that. They think, oh yeah, a slave, that's the lowest. On no, no, a hired servant uh, was uh, far less privileged. A hired servant got his wages, and then he went home. He had no access to the Passover meal. He had no protection from the master, no special food, no special rights. Uh, a, a slave was different. If you look sometime at Genesis chapters 12 through 18, look at the relationship that all of Abraham's slaves had toward him. 
They were said to be a part of his household. They received the sign of the covenant just like his child did, circumcision. They were included in the covenant. And uh, Galatians 4.1 says much the same thing. It says that there is no difference between a slave, a biblical slave that is, and a child that is in your home. He's a part of your household. Much, much superior status than the status of a hired servant. And so in, in the same way, God's ownership of us means we do not simply have the status of a hired servant who earns his wages. That would be a works righteousness relationship to God. That'd be a scary relationship because we could never live up to the wages that we owe to God. Instead, we are God's slaves adopted into his families, having the same status as sons and daughters, which means we do have to serve and obey him, but God clothes us, he feeds us, he, he ministers to us, he gives us a room and the bed and everything else that we need, right? God cares for us, he protects us, he provides for us, he applies the sign of the covenant to us, he blesses us. And to me, that's encouraging. When you think of what a slave is in a biblical sense, to me, it is a wonderful honor to be his slave and for him to be my master, uh, my Adonai. Now, I want to read, end by reading Psalm 8, which shows Adonai's master's role over all of creation. Since he created all things and it's of his essence, he has to be Lord over all. O Yehovah, our Adonai, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the seas. O Jehovah our Adonai, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Now for unbelievers, Satan is their Lord. But we have God as our Lord, and he has given to us authority. He has given to us the authority of stewards. Slaves can be stewards, right? He's given that to us, and this psalm gives us every reason to glory in having God as our Adonai. Now, that name ought to make us uh, tremble at the thought of disobeying him. We wouldn't ever cross him. But at the same time, it gives us security in knowing that he gives to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. When we covenant with Adonai, we can have the confidence that we are freed up. Think of it this way. We are freed up as slaves to seek single-mindedly and wholeheartedly first the kingdom of God and his righteousness rather than having to seek after all of the things that hired servants seek after. He adds those things to us. We don't need to seek after those. Why? Because we are in his family. We are his bondservants. So let's covenant with our master, with our Adonai. Father God, we are so grateful for the privilege that we have of being adopted into your family. Uh, first and foremost, as uh, slaves, and yet you treat slaves as sons and daughters, and we're so thankful for that. Help us, Father, to never be uh, uppity about our relationship with you, but to uh, have a, 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 a deep respect for your lordship, your kingship over us and over all, all things. 
And Father, as we come to this table, we do so uh, with an appreciation of our status. We do so with an appreciation of your lofty status as Adonai. And uh, I pray that each one here would be strengthened in their resolve to please you so that on the final day of judgment, you would be able to say to us, well done, thou good and faithful slave. May that be true, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.